Welcome back to How to Be a Better DM, the official podcast of Monsters.Rent. If you are a podcast listener, I'm currently waving at you because I'm recording myself on video to add to our YouTube channel, How to Be a Better DM, which is actually pretty exciting. So, hi. But today's show is going to talk about one of the most common D&D tropes out there. It's the place where all great adventures start, and usually where most adventurers end their day, actually. And it's the place that, as I record these shows, I kind of like to imagine myself sitting down at a table at a tavern, where you can swap stories and, and discuss, right? So that's what we're going to talk about today, taverns. Before we get to that, I just want to take a quick moment to say thank you. From the bottom of my heart, thank you. I was chatting with my boss at my day job the other day, and he asked about the podcast and Monsters.Rent, and we got to chatting, and he actually looked us up, How to Be a Better DM, on Spotify and Apple. And because of you, we have over 50 ratings on Spotify and over 15 on Apple Podcasts. And that is just so awesome, that just seeing that made my day, I can honestly say it put a smile on my face. So, from myself and my co-host Tanner, we want to say thank you. If we didn't have you listening and interacting, this would be much more lonely. So thank you, thank you, thank you for listening and adventuring with us. A couple weeks ago, I was running the free Halloween one-shot that we host here on the podcast. And, and spoiler alert, there is a tavern in that one-shot. And if I can be frank with you, during that one-shot, the party went to the tavern. And honestly, I did not feel as if I had fleshed it out as much as I wanted. In my opinion, improv is great, and it's a very important skill to have. It's crucial. But having a plan that goes well is always better than improvisation. And I had to improv. And in my opinion, it wasn't as cool at the one-shot as it should have been. So that got me thinking. Basically, every D&D campaign has taverns in them. They are a mainstay of the hobby. So... I decided to do an entire podcast episode just on taverns, specifically on how to use them, how to prepare them, and how to populate them. So today we're going to talk about some tips to make it easy for you to run them in your games. Let's first talk about the importance of taverns. First of all, you can choose not to have taverns in your game. Completely fine. Totally fine. You don't even have to worry about it. But as I've already said, a tavern is a very classic trope of D&D games. It can function as the base of operations for your party. It can also be sort of that safe place that your band finds along their journeys. In video game speak, it would sort of be the save point. It can be much more than that, however. For one thing, it can be a place of great player-to-player role-playing, which, in my humble opinion, is probably the most important role-playing there is, and some of the most fun role-playing for the Dungeon Master to be a part of, or to watch. Combat can be so quick and, and, and hectic that sometimes it's nice to metaphorically kick back and have a nice drink with friends, and in fact, isn't that why we play D&D in the first place? Sometimes, also, you need your bad guys to quote-unquote kick down the door as Brandon Sanderson and friends say on their podcast, writing excuses. What better place to have a bad guy kick down the door than a tavern? 
I think the most important reason to feature a tavern in your game is because our characters are adventurers. That by definition means that they rarely return home. But people still want to feel a sense of home, or at least sort of a sense of coziness. That's exactly what taverns were created to do. Throughout history, ever since the fall of the Roman Empire, taverns became a place of refuge for people on the road. So, why not sit back and enjoy the feel of a homey tavern with your friends? Obviously, if you want to feature a tavern, then it would be good to know the most basic elements of a tavern. As I like to say though, once you know the rules, you can learn how to break them in fun and interesting ways. So let me tell you what you will most likely find in a tavern and then you can change things up in new and interesting ways however you wish. First of all, there's the barkeep. Since a tavern is a type of bar, you obviously need a barkeep. The most basic requirements of a barkeep are that they serve drinks. In more common tavern settings, the barkeep is behind the bar. Often they know a lot about the town or the setting, but sometimes they don't. In most cases, the barkeep is just as iconic as the tavern itself, and that means that the tavern is a great time and place to really make a unique character that probably won't become embroiled with the party as a pocket NPC. Instead, it can be someone who is fixed, that the party can interact with and enjoy role-playing with, but that they won't sneak away. Next, you have the patrons. While the party may or may not ask about the barkeep, they will most definitely ask about the patrons. That's because the patrons pose possible threats or opportunities and possibly surprises for the party. Here too, you can create characters that will delight and entertain your party. But don't be surprised when the party adopts one of them or tries to kill all of them, because, heck, that's, that's what they do. Taverns are food service establishments, and more importantly, drink service establishments. That means you have to have food, or at the very least, drinks. And more importantly, you'll need to know how much the food and drink cost, because that is a very real cost to your players, and it helps with the immersion. If the tavern is big enough, you may need to add in some servers. These are likely waiters or waitresses in the real world, uh, and it's a pretty simple thing to add these in and, and even make them unique and interesting. Uh, or if you want, they can be boring and forgettable. It's all up to you. You see, servers aren't really necessary to a tavern like a barkeep or food are or drinks, but they add an, an interesting element if you want to add them. Another interesting yet unnecessary piece to add into your tavern is the bulletin. This is simply a board with various notices pinned on it, on it, and most of the time the notices are for jobs that need doing or, or things like that. And this can actually function as a very important game element, drawing your players from one plot point to another, or, or, or one adventure hook to another. And it simply adds uh, you know, an element to your tavern of adventure and mystery. And, and all you gotta do is put it in the corner of any tavern and then watch your players dive into the adventures that you populate the board with. The last thing that you may or may not want to add to your tavern is what I like to call the interest. This is a blanket term for anything that makes the tavern experience memorable. First though, 
if you don't want or care that the characters or players remember that particular tavern, then you don't need to put an interest in the tavern. An interest would be anything that would make someone remember that particular tavern. And actually, one way you might be able to think about this is, why would people come to this establishment over any other tavern? Or, another way to think about it is, how can I make this tavern experience more fun for my players? It's similar to how you would find some way to add a quirk to an NPC, to try to make them more memorable, like they have a, a twitch, right? Uh, to help you understand what I mean, let's do a couple of examples. In Faerun, in Waterdeep, there is a tavern called the Yawning Portal. And it's a very famous tavern, and there's actually a source book named after it. And the Yawning Portal actually has a well, if I remember right. I might be mistaken, you, you'll have to correct me. But this well supposedly leads to the Waterdeep Underground Dungeons and, and all that jazz. And that's one example of an interest. It's easy to remember, and it makes the tavern somewhat noteworthy or famous for that one particular aspect. Another example comes from the, the Halloween one-shot that I did a couple weeks ago. I had a tavern in the one-shot called Caliagri's Cavern. And the tavern is actually inside a sinkhole. See, when you approach the tavern, you see sort of a shack, and then you open it up, and, and you see stairs that descend into this sinkhole with the tavern and the inn and, and even a bathhouse built into the ground and the walls of the sinkhole using the natural spring to sort of fuel the tavern and also fuel the bathhouses and things like that. But, but that's one example, another example, of an interest for a tavern. So now that we've talked about the basic elements of a tavern, let's talk about how to add one into your game. First, we need to think about how often taverns show up and where. I think a good rule of thumb is for every about 25 buildings in a settlement, a small tavern should be present. And for about every 50 buildings in a settlement, a larger tavern should be present or possibly two small taverns. When you start to add taverns to cities, though, you don't really need to do this kind of hard and fast math uh, because the city's going to be big enough. It's going to have many, many taverns. And at that point, uh, what you really need to do is just sync up a list of, like, taverns that would probably be most commonly recommended by people or, or more prominently found. Maybe they're in more notable locations. And actually, in cities, it would also be a good idea to create sort of a list of terrible taverns or bad taverns because usually shady dealings of the underbelly of society happen in these bad taverns you know the dives and actually you can also add taverns as waypoints or stopping points on long roads you know solitary buildings uh, these would almost act as hostels but uh, there's no reason you know you can't add in a tavern there as well uh, I find that having a tavern in mind when a party enters a town is very important because more often than not they're going to seek out an inn or a tavern for room and lodging and probably some drinks. And so having something in mind when you go to a new town uh, kind of saves you a step. As far as where the tavern should be placed, there, there aren't really any rules. Uh, and I mean within a city or within a settlement. You know, you can have a tavern out in the middle of nowhere, but... That said, with towns and cities, it's, it's logical to think that the center of the city will likely be home to older taverns that were there, you know, as the city began, and then the city expanded out, and new taverns were added onto the periphery, and, and so on and so forth. So kind of keep that in mind, but 
as far as where you can place them, there's no there's no specific rules. Now, let's get to actually building your tavern. For the most part, every tavern's going to need a name. And no matter what, every tavern will need something that it's called by other people. And sometimes those two things are different. For example, if you decide to have a tavern whose owner just decided not to name it, everyone in the town might call it Some Guy's Tavern, right? Which would actually be its de facto name, but not its actual name given by its owner. Naming taverns is quite easy, because you can actually do whatever you want. But that said, here are some helpful tips to help you do it even faster. Uh, first tip is to focus on the interest. If you've already picked the interest of the tavern, then you can just go off of that, right? Going back to my two examples earlier, both the Yawning Portal and Caliagri's Cavern draw their names from their interest. Number two is do it quick without hesitation. If you're coming up with a tavern on the fly, then your players will sense your hesitation if you hesitate. So name the tavern, stick with the name, and defend it. Don't let your players bully you into thinking it's a dumb name, even if it is, right? Uh, just come up with something and stand by it and put on your poker face. Number three, the verb plus noun formula. If you are having trouble making up a tavern name, you can take a cue from the Dungeon Master's Guide and do the verb slash adjective plus noun formula that might have gotten started with J.R.R. Uh, Tolkien, uh, i.e. the Prancing Pony. With this, you simply pick a noun and then attach an adjective or an active-ing verb to the front of it, and you've got a nice tavern name. So let's do some real quick, right? The Red Blade Tavern. You know, there's a, a adjective, noun, tavern. Maybe something for pirates, right? That, that, that could be piratey. Uh, or, or the Belching Barrel. I could see that being a very dwarvish type of tavern. The, the Shifting Mercury. You know, that's, that's pretty mysterious. Uh, see, it's not, it's not very difficult. It's pretty easy once you get, once you get the hang of it. Number four, the nouns noun formula. If the previous formula doesn't fit what you're looking for, you can opt for the nouns noun formula. So you pick a noun, make it possessive, and then pick another noun. For example, Caliagri's Cavern, as I've, as, as, as I've said before, or Arthur's Round Table, which actually sounds like it should be a themed restaurant. Uh, Vergoin's Vestibule, you know, lots and lots of different names that you can pick. With these tips, though, naming taverns should be a piece of cake, and your players will always think you're the most prepared DM in the universe because you are prepared to improvise when you need to. As a listener of this show, you obviously love story. Now that you've had a chance to craft your own story by listening to this show, wouldn't it be nice to get some inspiration? Or maybe you just want a moment of immersion and escape and entertainment. Whatever it is, come join us on our new show, Pact and Boom. It's an actual play D&D podcast in the world of Calignos, where our characters Jolly, Wolfgang, and Alan will find and meet each other in hell. And from there, start a troublemaking journey with some near-death experiences that will hopefully lead them to a happy ending. Find it wherever great podcasts are heard or just go to sessionzerostudios.com slash pact and boom. That's P-A-C-T-N-B-O-O-N. Start listening today. After naming the tavern, describing it is the next part. First, 
don't forget to do some work on the outside of the tavern. This is a very easy trap for people to fall into. In fact, I struggled with this myself, but the tavern experience actually starts outside the tavern. You know, are there drunks sleeping in the ditch off to the side? Does the tavern have well-paid bodyguards, maybe? Is the plaster peeling? Or is the tavern made of rich mahogany wood? All of these facts tell your party about the establishment before they even set foot inside the door. Try and hint at what might be with inside when you describe the exterior. It's important to do this most of the time so that way when you decide to break the rules and make the inside opposite or contrary to the exterior, you're going to catch your party off guard. That's how you get the rewarding reveals that we all want, right? If you most of the time prelude the inside with the outside, they're going to expect the outside to match the inside, but then that's when you spring the trap. Moving inside, don't forget to describe the scene from all five senses. If you're in a hurry, you can pick one sense and kind of go with that, but doing all five senses is really the best way. Tell your players what they smell, what maybe makes their mouth water, what they hear, what they feel the temperature of the room to be. And after you get that taken care of, it's a good idea to explain the layout of the tavern. Obviously, every tavern is going to be different. But to help you out, let's describe just three generic tavern layouts that you could use in maybe any setting and, and kind of pick up at the drop of the hat. First is the cantina layout. This is pretty popular from Star Wars, right? Uh, in, in this tavern, the room can be a basically any size, but the bar itself juts out into the middle of the room, with the barkeep being able to service people on both sides maybe. Uh, or there being two barkeeps, right? And the, t the tables are usually kind of around the bar in sort of a circular pattern. Uh, second, you have the classic bar. In this tavern, one wall is completely dominated by the bar, and the tables are arrayed throughout the room. Lastly, you know, a third layout is the L-shaped bar, where the room itself is L-shaped with the bar following the shape of the room, and the tables curving around the, 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 the L-shaped bar. And uh, with those three tavern layouts, you can actually describe basically, you know, any, any quote unquote tavern that you might come up with for your players, just with these simple shapes. And, and if, if you have to make these taverns on the fly. Now, let's talk about the most important part of the tavern, which is role playing. The first thing you need to know is that you don't need to be ready to role play everyone in the tavern. But you do need to be ready to improv roleplay everyone in the tavern. And what I mean by that is you simply need to prepare a few select characters in the tavern and everything else is gravy. Being a dungeon master is a lot like being a fisherman. You prepare the bait, but the fish decides whether they take it. So being a good fisherman is knowing how to get the fish to take the bait. So, with this metaphor, you need to prepare what you hope your characters will interact with. Also, sorry if you can hear my kid, he's in the background. Uh, I'm on daddy duty right now. But anyways, so what I'm telling you is you need to spend much more time working on things that you actually want to play through and downgrade or, or, or downplay things that you don't really care much about. And I actually make the mistake of doing the opposite all the time, adding in interesting details about peripheral NPCs that I don't care about, 
and then I get all surprised when the characters interact with that peripheral NPC instead of engaging with the elements of the story that I'm actually trying to put forth. Obviously, that's where improv comes from, comes in, but, uh, you know, it's always a better experience if your players think you're improvising, but really, you're actually just going off of stuff you've prepared. Anyways, I ramble a little bit. So, going back to role-playing, to role-play a tavern well, you have to take the basic parts we've already discussed and just flesh them all out a little bit more. We've talked about creating NPCs so often on, on the show that I, I won't go deep into making the barkeep or the servers or the patrons uh, more than that you just need to know how to answer the question of why are they in the tavern right now and in the barkeep's case it's probably going to have something to do with why they started the tavern or why they need the job or, or you know their relationship to the owner or they could just you know be there for a job and be kind of forgetful right or for forgettable for the servers it might involve not being able to find another job, right? Being in poverty or trying to work and save to go somewhere else to travel. These motivations are usually a little bit easy to generate because they do deal with being permanently around the, the tavern. But with the patrons, it, it becomes a little bit more complex and it has to go a little bit deeper. See, obviously the patrons are there for drinks for the most part. But why are they there in the larger sense? Why have they come to this town or this settlement or city? Are they regulars? Are they new to the, to the area like the party? Actually, you know, maybe they didn't come to the tavern for drinks. They came for other reasons. What are those reasons? So answering those questions uh, will help you roleplay them. And, and, and actually, in fact, in a sense, good roleplaying is just asking good questions about a particular character answering those questions, and then acting out the answers to those questions. That may be a bit simplified, but you get my point. If you can ask good questions about your characters, you can roleplay them really well. So the next thing you need to do then is decide whether the character in question, any particular NPC that you're roleplaying, regards the po party or, or a given character in a positive, a neutral, or a negative light. Understanding how any given NPC will treat the party goes a long way to helping you roleplay them. As a default, most people treat the party or, or adventurers in just a neutral way, having never met them. One thing to remember too is that people go to taverns for different reasons. Some people go to get drunk. Others go to socialize. And if you know why your NPC has come to the tavern, then when the party approaches them to talk, you can respond in the right way with either Best off, leave me to my drink. Or, I don't reckon I've seen you lot in town. Whereabouts you've come from? Very different situations. When it comes down to it, role-playing NPCs in a tavern is not any more difficult than role-playing any particular NPC, except that they all have some reason that they're in the tavern. And you need to remember that. To finish up the episode, let's talk about a couple, couple helpful tips to remember to make your party's tavern experience even more sublime. And first tip, always have NPCs in the tavern fleshed out at least just a little bit. As I've said before, anything you put in the scene is likely to be interacted with by your characters. They are going to test the boundaries of the world you've created. So if you put someone somewhere where the, the players can interact with them, they will. 
So don't put an NPC in a scene that you don't want to or are severely underprepared to roleplay. Whenever you create a tavern, if you can, write what NPCs are in there whenever the party enters. And I'm talking about when you create a tavern in session prep, not when you're improvising. Write down at least a couple of tidbits about the NPC just to help you so that way when it comes time to roleplay, you're ready. This is a tip, like I said, specifically for beforehand prep, uh, but it wouldn't be a bad idea to keep a quick reference list of NPCs who have been somewhat fleshed out, as we've been saying, that you could put into a tavern like this. And I would actually make this list tavern specific, so that way you've covered the why are they in the tavern bit. And, and you know, a bit of more advice, you should probably do the same thing with NPCs at large, right? Do you love these podcast episodes but aren't always able to listen to them? Do you learn better reading information rather than listening to it? Here's what you can do. Go to sessionzerostudios.com newsletter. Sign up for our weekly newsletter. You'll get tips and tricks sent directly to your inbox in written format that you can read and reference whenever you want. You'll get tips that we don't share on the podcast and bonus techniques that frankly no one has ever heard before. Again, sessionzerostudios.com slash newsletter and uh, get those free tips and techniques right to your inbox every week. Number two, flesh out the barkeep. Just as important as the NPCs, the, the patrons, is the barkeep. We've already said that. This is the person who the story of the tavern itself revolves around because they are most likely the owner most often the operator, right? They do the day-to-day -day work of the tavern. So if the tavern has a story, it's likely involved with the, the story of the barkeep. Like I said before, if the, the tavern though is supposed to be forgettable, then the barkeep doesn't matter. They can be forgettable too. But we don't play D&D to spend hours and hours with our friends and then forget them. So I would recommend you give your barkeep some sizzle. Give them an interesting quirk and help the players remember them. And this adds an added benefit of when your players come back to this particular area, this tavern, you know, they can have sort of a relationship with the barkeep. Number three, make sure to charge your characters for the food and drink. This tip obviously goes for every economic encounter in the game, but don't forget to make your players deduct money from their character. It's important because it helps with the immersion of the game, but it also factors in a real cost to the characters. While one or two pieces of gold might not seem like a lot, it could be the difference between buying a suit of armor or not over a long period. So, like I've said before, have a list of costs that could be incurred in the tavern. So food, drink, services, lodging, and, and try and make them specific to the tavern, unique, that way the tavern seems more unique itself. But if not, you could just use a blanket tavern cost list for drinks and food and lodging if it's available. So, you know, ale, one silver, honeymead, two silver, wine or whiskey, one gold, right? Very simple, but it does the job. Number four, explain the difference between an inn and a tavern. If you are presenting your players a tavern, you need to help them ex uh, understand whether or not there's lodging attached to it because an inn is different than a tavern. They share many similarities, but they're different. 
An inn always has lodging, and a tavern always has drinks. Sometimes an inn has a bar and drinks and is a, tav is a tavern as well, and sometimes a tavern has lodging and is an inn as well. But sometimes they're not. So when you describe your tavern, make sure your players know whether lodging is available. Honestly, just to keep things simple, if I were you, I would just make it so taverns always have lodgings and you tell your players that every single time. And then when it's not, you can explain it that way. Uh, lastly, I want to give you some helpful resources uh, just for building taverns and role-playing them and things like that. But the resources I want to give you aren't necessarily things that I can kind of speak in spoken word fashion. So in the show notes of this episode, uh, or if you go to the URL of the podcast on our website, there's going to be a list of resources at the bottom of the show notes under appendix resources. Uh, so hopefully these will help you create the best taverns ever. Just a little bit, something extra to see uh, if uh, you know you can make the best taverns possible. So as we come to the close of this episode, I hope you enjoyed talking about taverns. And I hope that you got some great ideas for ways to add taverns to your game. They can be the best place for some really deep role-playing experiences, which is really fun. Or they can just be a nice pause point. And, and relaxing moment in between those epic battles. Uh, last thing that I'd like to say, though, is that always, if you aren't having fun as the DM, then it's probable that others aren't either. So make your tavern fun for you, and your players will probably enjoy it too. Thank you for joining me on How to Be a Better DM today, the official podcast of Monsters.Rent. I sincerely appreciate you letting me discuss this with you as you work out or do the dishes or, or drive to work, whatever you're doing. But I feel like in some way this is connecting you and I. This podcast connects us across the time and space uh, that separates us. And for that, I'm deeply grateful. It's a magical thing. So thank you for adventuring with me. We'll be back next week for another episode. But until then, let's roll initiative. <laughs>